Oh, certainly there have been times when I felt utterly crushed. I remember um, at the time thinking I'll never smile again, but there is hope, even when it appears that there isn't. I'm Celia Filke and this is Messages of Hope. Are there times when you've felt down and despondent, where you're desperate for encouragement? Stay tuned to hear Robin's story. There are times in life where you feel like there's one thing after another going wrong. We think if we were stronger, we'd be able to cope with it better. Our guest today, Robin, has had some pretty traumatic times, caring for a mother with dementia while her father was dying from bone cancer, and on top of that, caring for her son with a drug addiction. What kind of person do you need to be to cope with that? Robin, you must have been a pretty together person, knowing where you were heading. I wonder, what were you like as a teenager? I think... Um... As a schoolgirl, I was really just focused on school. I can't yeah. say I really contemplated too much because when I finished year 12, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I was quite attracted to the idea of uh, speech pathology, but at that time you could only do it in Western Australia and there was no way I was going to leave home. That was very typical of you know me as a person, you know, very home-based, very um, needing the security of home um, and the familiarity. So the sense of going to another state, living on my own, didn't even factor into my thinking. I couldn't do it. I was quite shy, introverted. Um, the things that were important to me then, some of them are still are, you know, things like family, being kind to people, not being pushy, um, being accepted. Yeah. Now, during high school, something happened that really challenged you as a person, didn't it? Can you tell us about that? Uh, I can remember in year nine, um, there was a, uh, a simulation um, exercise that uh, one of the teachers had uh, where some of the class were chosen as um, people stranded on uh, this uh, desert island. And the whole idea was that uh, you had different roles. The last person to be chosen was me, and I was chosen to be the insurance salesman. And then you had to stand in front of the class and... Um, express why you should survive. Why should you be one of the survivors? I could think of absolutely no reason why an insurance salesman um, would be chosen ahead of, you know, say a mother with a child or a doctor or, you know, things like this. And yes, that really um, was incredibly uh, distressing. And I remember, you know, sort of losing it in tears and being highly uh, embarrassed and full of shame and wanting to, you know, put forward some reason why, you know, I should survive, but I couldn't think of anything. That was really um, a very low point at school. I felt quite humiliated, yeah. So it's that sense of no one likes to be thought worthless. Did you, was there something that, that helped you to, to get past that, that humiliation, that feeling? Yes, I think there's a sense of um, having a solid, secure base, which is home. And um, mum and dad were so supportive that um, you knew you were valued at home. You knew you were loved, you know. So it wasn't about receiving that kind of worth from a simulation game or from, you know, sort of your peers. That's really interesting that you were so shy and fragile and yet you've been able to handle some really difficult times. How do you compare those two people? Yes, uh, completely different. And yet at the same time, there is still that sense of 
you know, they aren't two different people. Um, it's still the one person, but who the Lord has been growing through all these ups and downs of life. Um, yes, learning not to rely on myself, depend on myself, and stepping out into situations that, um, yeah, mostly I wouldn't choose. Coming up, Robin will share the frustrations and feelings of helplessness as a parent, especially when dealing with her son's drug addiction. You're listening to Messages of Hope, and today we're talking about what it takes to get through difficult times. It's not necessarily about how strong you are. So Robin, you've been through some pretty tough and traumatic times and situations. What would you say has been the hardest? I think um, the hardest is always going to be about your children. So what is it about your, your children? I think as, as well? a parent, um, you have that great love for your kids. Um, they are part of you and you, you raise them with, you know, kind of expectations that they'll follow in your footsteps. And when that doesn't happen, that's a big grief. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about the situation you've had with your son? Yes. He had an addiction, didn't he? Yes. He had a, an addiction to uh, quite heavy drugs. And what was your reaction to that? I guess initially there was a real sense of shock, you know. How could this possibly be? How could raising a child in, you know, um, a family that has been involved in the church and, you know, um, had talked about the effect of drugs and you don't do these things, you know, and then suddenly you find yourself right in the middle of it and it's like, this can't be. But of course the evidence is overwhelming and so suddenly you have to face reality and it, it's not pretty. Yes, you can still see the original child in there, but on top of that is all this mess um, and ways of living that, well, I was pretty naive, I knew nothing about, and that it would involve lying and that it would involve stealing um, from the family and so much, you know, anger. I remember um, at the time thinking, I'll never smile again. Mm. I don't know how you coped, especially having such a shy nature, you know, not liking conflict or anything. Are there any specific incidents that stand out in your mind? There were certainly uh, some incidents that were a bit scary. Um, we had people uh, coming to the door demanding money and when they weren't getting any satisfaction that way, they ripped a, a front door, a wire door off and police were called and ah, all sorts of, yeah, I'm just not used to living this kind of life. Um, I guess I didn't really know how to cope and I'm not one to really confront in a, an aggressive sort of way. So I would try to find ways of looking for situations when things were a lot calmer to try and feed in truth. So, yeah, but it was definitely a sense of this child is crying out for help. And whilst I can help in certain ways, I can't deal with the underlying problem. Only the Lord can do that. And in the end, <laughs> I have to wait on the Lord's timing. He's the only one who um, has any sort of ability to do anything about it. And so for me, that is enormously comforting that there is hope. What I am dealing with is not the end of the story. 
This is Messages of Hope and I'm Celia Filke. Robin's been sharing about her feelings of helplessness as a parent when your children are not living how you'd expected or hoped for. For Robin, that's been especially difficult watching her son struggle with a drug addiction. So Robin, where are things at now with your son's addiction? In the end, it was a miracle. He'd been missing for probably about 10 days. I had no idea where he was. Um, I fully expected to have a phone call from the police at some stage. You know, we found him in a gutter, you know, murdered or whatever. And in the end, you sort of like, well, I can't do anything about this. The Lord knows where he is. Um, can I trust the Lord with him? Well, if I can't trust him, who can I trust? You know, so lo and behold, he arrived home and he slept probably for a day and a half. And then when he woke up, he came and said, I'm sick of living like this. And from that point, he went off drugs, went off smoking, got rid of all his piercings, um, deleted uh, from his phone all the people that were supplying him. Um, it was just a miracle. So eventually it got to the point uh, he would accept counselling and that certainly has band-aided it in some ways. Mm. He's um, finding different ways to be addicted. Yeah, not to drugs, which I'm thankful for, but um, that whole personality that has been uh, damaged is still trying to find ways to um, make itself feel better without the Lord. Can't be done. It's pretty clear that Jesus is really important in how you handle this and what you hope for your son. It's this relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, without him, without his spirit persevering with me and being my strength, uh, I really don't think I could have coped with life. Well, I know I couldn't have. Because, you know, to be that shy, introverted, um, anxious little teenager, um, I'm different than I would have been, I think. Um, I think I would have stayed very inward looking, very self-centred, trying to control everything. Whereas now I realise I don't actually control anything, you know. Um, So that's very freeing in a way, you know, that I can trust the Lord to deal with all these things. Now, it's not going to um, be instant answers and it's not going to perhaps be even answers that I would have expected. Um, If it had been me, I would have been really happy for everything to be worked out really lovely in, say, the first week. But here I am, you know, I don't know how many years later, 20 plus years later, and to have gone through these things, um, and while they break you, nevertheless, I feel broken, but I'm not, because Jesus is the one who keeps me going. If you want to find out more about addiction and things that might help, go to messagesofhope.org.au for a free booklet, Self-Control in an Addictive World. You can also call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. For more stories of real hope, go to messagesofhope.org.au. Part of the Lutheran Church, where love comes to life.